0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And how about that one? Pretty much of a nail-biter for the Colorado Avalanche, but they come out on top, and Nazem Kadri with a late goal. I didn't see it coming. I thought this thing was heading to overtime, but the Avs they just found a way to win it. So we're gonna talk about that and other things. So before we do, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and send any questions, comments, concerns or opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com and just want to do another programming note about Connor McGehee, the radio voice of the Colorado avalanche will be with me on tomorrow's show. We are set to record that tonight. And like I said yesterday, it'll probably be a two part episode knowing how uh, I usually handle interviews. They go, usually go, Much longer than anticipated. So I would venture to guess that discussion will be for the Thursday and Friday shows. So just bank on that. All right. Uh, The Avalanche had another, I don't want to say decimated team, but they had another game where they had a lot of important pieces still out. And it's the same names. It's Landeskog. It's Jost, It's Gerard. Due to COVID, it's still Calvert. It's still Eric Johnson with injuries, um, and it's still Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr was a game time decision, and that decision was hold him out another game. But he did he did go right up until puck drop, is what it seems like, because he was out there during warmups. So I think that was the idea: get him out there, uh, see if he can go. I didn't hear how he looked in warmups. I just heard that he was out there for warmups, and maybe he, I don't know if it was his decision in the end. If if it was a collaborative decision between him and the trainers for whatever it how it ended up, they held him out another game. You would have to think because you have, you know, the, your next game is not until Saturday in the Lake Tahoe game. Uh, that he will be back for that and then on top of that all those other guys I mentioned minus Eric Johnson and calvert probably because we haven't got up any any updates on them really for the last oof, several days uh you would think so save minus EJ and calvert all those other guys are back and now I really want to see. How this avalanche plays against Vegas. Because they have played two games against them. Where game one. I thought they outplayed them. And they had nothing to show for it. On the scoreboard. Or the win column. But they really did outplay Vegas. And the game last night. I thought it was a much more back and forth game. But they, they skated right there with them the entire game, and had leads the entire game. Vegas would come back, Colorado would go up. So if the Colorado Avalanche can hang with Vegas, with the team they put out there, wouldn't you have to think that they can handle them pretty soundly with the big pieces that they're missing? Uh, Vegas is struggling right now to score. They're not struggling to win. So that is a sign of a good team as well, by the way. I'm not sitting here saying that you know Colorado's just going to run over Vegas when they have their full roster back. That's not the case. Vegas is just not scoring right now. Let me bring up their last handful of games. All right, so this goes. So obviously last night they scored two. The first game against the Avalanche, they scored one. They did score three against the Sharks. The game before that, they didn't score. So they're they're struggling to really put together um, a solid game where where they're putting up a lot of, recently. Early in the season, they were doing pretty well, but their their offensive numbers just don't seem to to really be there lately. And teams go through that, but they're winning, so everything is fine. But if they're having some struggles with with an avalanche team, you know, and, and I don't want to say that that you know the guys that are out there for the avalanche are not trying; they absolutely are, and I think that's the difference. I think these guys are being given an opportunity, and they are are running with it. Uh, Dennis Gilbert, who I was kind of a little bit hard on for the first game, I actually liked to see him back in there to give him another shot, but it didn't go as well because he got into a fight very early in the game and did not return. and when he was on the on, in the penalty box, he was bleeding pretty good. and they actually let him sit in the penalty box for uh, the first couple seconds and at the first stoppage during well it wasn't even power play, but during, during the next stoppage of play, he skated back to the ice to get some help for I, think it was, I don't know if it was his mouth or his nose and he never returned. So that's that was two minutes into the game. So here you go. (laughs) You know, they they didn't play him a lot in game one. It was about eight minutes. I would think because of his play, we didn't really hear why. But after two minutes, now you're already down a D-man. You have to go that entire game basically down one defensive player. And guys like, you know, the the normal ones, uh, Devon Taves, who I put up on Twitter, it looked like he was exhausted, and that's to no fault of his own. He played, I think it was almost 27 minutes. Let me, let me bring that up here. But he was out there all the, yeah, he was just shy of 27 minutes. But, you know, Bowen Byram, 25 minutes. Timmons with 20. Graves with almost 25. And Jacob McDonald with 15 and a half, who I think looks very, very good. He is playing his heart out to stay on this team. And when you're playing for your childhood team, it was your favorite team when you were a kid, you're going to do that. I thought he played a very good game, and he, he just, the, the energy level from him is just constantly go, go, go when he's out there. He, he's really, really impressed me. So, yeah, I think, you know, the, 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 these last two performances, even though the first one was a loss, I think has really uplifted this Avalanche team. The first one, you can chalk up to so many things: the team being off for a, a big layoff with the COVID thing, a little bit of rust, uh, you know, just being off those milliseconds and in passes. And that is still there. I feel like I saw last night there was some moments that uh, that they they were just off just a, a little bit. But overall, as the game got going, like, I, I shouldn't even say that. Really, in in the beginning, since since the beginning, they, they were really in charge of the game in the first. But then you did see Vegas kind of impose their will. And it was, you, you started to, to, to see Vegas turn it on when they needed to. And the Avalanche, I thought, played a little bit too much in the defensive zone. And they relied a little bit too much... On their defenders, which when you're down a guy, is a dangerous game to play. And they played it for a little too long, and Vegas made them pay in the third Marchessault with the tie goal. I think there was six minutes left, seven minutes left. No, it was a little bit earlier than that. It was about like 15 minutes left or so. Uh, But then... You th- the way that this thing was playing towards the end, the, the way that it started was completely different from the way that it ended, where the Avalanche were kind of in control for the first half of the game, and then it slowly started going way of Golden Knights. So much so where they obviously tied it up. And because it was going in that direction, you just felt like this game was headed into overtime. And then face-off in the offensive zone, and kind of a little bit of a minor scrum in front of Flurry and Kadri had it and just kind of popped it in there. It it happened so quick off a face-off, like I said, with 39 seconds to go. That's a a hard-fought win. That is a a grinded-out win against a really good team, and you're down the players you were down. I think that's a a character win for the team and I think that's a depth win in terms of the guys you had to put out there. So I think it's congratulations all around to the Avalanche for that win. That's that's a that was that's a really really solid win for for guys that specific guys on here that you know if save for injuries might not be on out here at all. So, alright, we're going to get into it a little bit more with who played well, are there guys that didn't play well, what are things that need to be worked on, and there's one glaring thing there that everybody knows needs to get worked on real quick. Before we do that, we're going to hear from Built Bar, and you know Bilt Bar, talk about it pretty much every show, because it's the best tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 amazing flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut, peanut butter brownie, just to name a few. And they have a brand new one, which I believe is limited edition, and if it is, get on it, which is coconut brownie. That's probably my favorite one so far. It's delicious. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for the keto diet. Most bars have 19 grams of protein, 180 or 130 calories. 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. All that sounds good and it tastes good. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you will get a 20% bonus off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is locked on. For 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. All right, we'll be right back and kind of dive into some specifics of the game. All right, before we get into the game last night, a little bit more, definitely want to tell you guys about Locked On today. It is our brand new show over here at Locked On, and it is kind of like the all inclusive show where most of our shows are obviously team specific. Uh, This show takes everything into play and kind of talks about the important things going on across all of the major sports. So get more out of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, who also hosts the Locked On Packers show. It breaks down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. So subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's look at kind of some specifics here with the Avalanche. In terms of stats, after games, I always post, if you follow me on Twitter, I always post a poll asking, you know, who's your locked on star of the game. Uh, I'm going to check those numbers right now. Just to, th- There's still time to vote if you're listening to this in the morning. I usually put it up there for 12 hours, but this one I. Didn't put a time limit on it, so I put it up for 24 hours. Uh, and right now, Philip Grubauer leads the vote. Uh, he's getting 50% of the vote. So the way that it works with Twitter, I can only put up four um, options. So I always put three, and I save the fourth for other and comment below. So I put Kadri in there for the game-winning goal. I put Grubauer for another spectacular performance, really. And I put Brandon Saad. And Brandon Saad is only getting 16% of the vote, and I completely would expect that. But Brandon Saad, I feel like I've put him in these polls more than any player during this season so far. I, I, I don't have a running total, but I just feel like I'm always putting him in these polls to be voted on for player of the game. And yesterday he had a goal and he had an assist, and he was a plus three. And the goal that he scored was a really big goal because Vegas had just scored. Max Pacioretty had just scored an equalizer, and it wasn't even a minute later. I don't think, let me look, uh, just about a minute later, he scored a go-ahead goal, and it was a pretty nice goal coming in from the left side, kind of pulled the puck back and went backhand, five hole on Marc-Andre Fleury it was a nice goal He's pl- he took a little while to get going this season and there were some people asking was this a good move by the Avalanche which was insanely premature because they had played a game or two and you you had to let him get his legs there was no preseason this is a brand new team for him there, some some of those things take time. You didn't want it to take a lot of time because this is a shortened season. But once he got going, he's he's playing very, very well. That was his sixth goal in the season. Uh, and then he had, you know, where's the uh, – bring up the stats here. So, yeah, he had the assist on which – the first one, the Nathan McKinnon goal, who, by the way, he played – uh, a much better game too. I did like not. If you listen to the show for yesterday, I didn't feel like he played his best game. Uh, he didn't have that like takeover mentality. Uh, yesterday, he he definitely did. But teams are absolutely focusing on him as no surprise there. But that line misses Landeskog. Burkowski was up there. He kind of got lost yesterday. I didn't really see Andre Burkowski so much. Uh, and he was playing with that first line on many occasions. So I don't know if something's going on with him. Maybe just had a bad game. Not, not that he had a bad game, but just like I said, he was he was kind of disappeared at times. Um, but Nathan McKinnon, I think, yeah, played a, a much better game in terms of wanting to take it over. Um, and he did have that goal in the beginning. And then he even, I think he hit a post. Uh, so he, he, he could have had a hat trick easily yesterday easily. Uh but it didn't happen. So maybe it wasn't so easy. But uh yeah, so guys like Sod, Saad, I Sod's playing great. Um I thought he didn't his anything on the real quickly and he only played 9 minutes. Uh Jason Magna played a really good game. He he he's got a motor. He had a he plays a, a, at least yesterday had a really hard fought game. Uh even when head over feet when uh, there was kind of like a puck in no man's land and Flurry came out to play it and he kind of flew right over him but he, he played hard yesterday um, on the defensive end I thought the defense played spectacular given they're going to be out a D-man for the entire game I thought they played great um, and, and I think it was a little bit combination of Vegas pushing the issue When they were down, and Colorado kind of being okay settling into that defensive game, which is a dangerous thing to do when you're down a guy, Uh, but I thought they held up very good. I thought they played a great game, and when you get, like I said, when you get Kale McCarr back, uh, you know, that that unit is going to be great. They had a really interesting uh, statistic up on altitude during the game where it listed the defenders for the Avalanche and who has the the longest uh, or the most consecutive game streak for Avalanche defenders. And if you didn't watch the game and you don't know the answer, I'll give you a second to guess on who you think that is. Uh, If you did watch the game and you saw that graphic, you were as shocked as I was. But the guy who has the most consecutive games played in the defensive end for the Colorado Avalanche is Bowen Byram at ten games. Yeah, if that doesn't tell you what injuries have done to this team, I don't know what will. That that's an incredible stat. Uh, but hey, that that's where we are, and and they're still putting up victories. So this was a big game too because you didn't want to go down eight points to. Vegas. This was a big swing game in the standings. Uh, and it was good It was good to get that win in regulation. Not in overtime to give Vegas a, a point, obviously. So now you've cut that gap to four. You still have two more games in this series against them. So if you can knock those two out, the if you win those next two games, you guys have the same exact record. Would it be 10-4-1? 10? No, I'm lying because Vegas is 10. You would have the same wins. And you'd be tied in the standings. So, uh, the, I, th- I think this, uh, I can't say enough about what they did well in this game, but you still have to look at the power play. And that was not good. And it, it did they even get a shot on goal in any of their three power plays? Which, by the way, were all in the first period. The Avalanche had three power play opportunities in the first period alone. And all three looked awful. Terrible. It was like two different teams. And there, there was a play late in the game with like four minutes left when Nathan McKinnon got hooked behind the net. So much so he even went down to his knees and nothing was called. And yeah, people were on Twitter... Screaming and yelling, which I totally get. I was fine with it because that power play was... I, I would rather the Avalanche be 5-on-5 five five right right then than a power play. I think they gave up more shots on goal than they had for themselves on their power plays. The power play is a liability right now. And I know you're down McCarr, and that's a big deal. And you're down Landeskog, and that's a big deal on the power play. But if you can play that way at 5-on-5, five five, why can't you play that way with a man up? So uh, it, it's definitely something that they need to work on. A lot of it should get resolved when those guys come back and look at a little bit better. But yeah, the power play was ugly. So we'll see if that can improve when guys like Makar and Landis got come back. All right. Uh, question that going to ask for the last segment. And I think the avalanche might have to go down this road. We will see. But first, we're going to hear from BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and our NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated uh, odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet. And it's totally free to sign up. So if you head over to the website and you can use your mobile phone to sign in, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Okay. Uh, and really quick, I did want to tell you guys about Wednesdays today on Locked On NHL. Every Wednesday on the Locked On NHL podcast, you can take a deep dive into the Western Conference. That is our conference with Sarah Avampado of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on the Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, Finally, with as well as Philip Grubauer has been playing and the way that this season is, is set up and modified. We've been saying since the beginning of the, of the year, you are going to need to rely a lot on your backup goalie. The Avalanche have not had to do that. Uh, they they've I don't want to say have lucked out, but the way that you know the games have been played or not played, uh, he's been able to go the majority of the games. How many games has Miska played in two, I think? I don't think he's played in three. I think he's only played in two games. So the way that this season's been going for, for Grubauer to play in that many games is good because he's been playing so well. But can he hold up doing that? Because after this little break right here, you you're basically it's it it's like a, a shotgun to the end of the season. So that can't hold up, I don't think, for Grubauer to play at the clip he's playing right now. Even though he's been playing well. You can't put him out there with how many games the Avalanche play in so few days. It's just game after game after game. Miska is now on the COVID protocol list and we know how long that goes for. So he'll be out for the next couple weeks. You have Adam Werner who came up, put I think something happened to Adam Werner where he was not on he was not the backup last night, I don't believe. Um. basically, the Avalanche have a goalie problem outside of Philip Grubauer. And we we have no clue what's going on with Pavel Franços. And I had said the other day, I think you should just write him off for this season for whatever reason. It doesn't sound like he's coming back. Do the Avalanche go out and trade for a goalie? Uh, or do they say... You know, we got Grubauer, and if we have Adam Werner, he can back up for a couple games until Hunter Miska comes back, and you're happy with Hunter Miska as your backup. If you're happy with Hunter Miska as your backup, then you ride it out for the next couple weeks until he comes back, and you you keep going as planned. If you're not happy with Hunter Miska, do you go out and find a goalie, and maybe it's a rental? And are you willing to give up some players? If it's just some draft picks, maybe like late round draft picks, I think the Avalanche would be more inclined to do that other than giving up players for a shortened season rental. So I don't know really who's out there on the market and who's available for trade. Clearly there's people. Uh, But I don't know if the Avalanche pulled the trigger on that. I, I don't know. So I'm sure it's conversations that they've had, and they know exactly what's going on with Francois and if he will be back. Uh, but this is something that, you know, going forward might need to be addressed because if you put too much on Philip Grubauer during the season, uh, he, he could he could bend and break, and you don't want that. You, you need to spell him uh, throughout the season, and Francois was the perfect guy for that. Are guys like Hunter Miska and Adam Werner, the guys to do that? If you feel that they are, keep it status quo. But I think it might be something to at least look into. And it might be an interesting thing that the Avalanche might have to pull off. We'll see. So that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And the, uh, the Connor McGahee episode will be up tomorrow as we kind of get ready for the Lake Tahoe game. So if you have seen the pictures coming out of that, beautiful. So can't wait for that game. That'll be it. Follow me on social media, LOPN underscore Avalanche Twitter, Locked on Avalanche Instagram, and send any emails to lockedonavalanche@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Appreciate you tuning in each and every day. We will see you guys tomorrow with Connor McGahee. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.